Hey, it's the Billy Ty Podcast coming to you live from Austin, Texas. Today it's episode 46 with guests Bryce and Dan Tyranski, founders of Nomadic Beer Works. Also joining me today is guest host Danny McKinley, star of episode 29, if you remember. And uh, joining me, um, or excuse me, you can find us on iTunes and at BillyTai.com and at Instagram at BillyTai. And remember, the reason we do this is to give interesting people doing impactful things a platform to tell their stories. Feel free to share this episode um, and let others know about these entrepreneurs. Also want to tell you about our Billy Tai picks. I want to be able to pass on to you the listener benefits while listening to the show. Today at Zilker Belts, go ahead and use Billy Tai, one word all caps, to get 10% off all Zilker Belts. Danny, Bryce, Dan, welcome to the show. How's everybody doing today? Doing great, Billy. Yeah, man, doing great. Happy to be here. Awesome, awesome. Mr. McKinley? Happy to co-host. We're... Uh, Two mics, four people, so there may be some delay on this, but we're going to make <laughs> yeah. this work. So, uh, Danny, thank you for getting me introduced to these folks. Uh, first off, we're on location here at the brewery. You want to plug the physical address here for us real quick, Dan? Uh, yeah, so we're located in South Austin, just off the intersection of uh, Ben White and South Congress at a small offshoot uh, called Woodbury. It's 3804 Woodbury Drive, Austin, Texas. Awesome. All right, well, let's go ahead and get going. Tell us what, what is Nomadic Beer Works? Um, so Nomadic Beer Works is a, uh, a brew pub uh, focused on creating, I think, eccentric beers that kind of showcase and highlight stories or uh, experiences that we've had from our past. Uh, we highlight coffee. Uh, we also have an expanded selection of beverages where we do everything from locally roasted coffee. Uh, we have some excellent coffee partners. Uh, you show, showcase other local products such as different ciders. Uh, we also have some, some wines on tap and kind of just a curated selection of beverage that we think have the same amount of you know craft quality that uh, we put into each of our beverages. Okay, so gluten-free, be not afraid. It's, you got some for everybody here, right? A little bit of everything for everybody. Yeah. Alrighty. Danny, you want to talk a little bit about uh, the name and kind of some backstory on it? Name of Nomadic? Yes, sir. Oh, uh, yeah. I think that, that <clears throat> my first question was, what was the, not the trip you talked about creating, uh, that you created, but the trip that you guys uh, first took together that was just like one of your most epic trips together where you're like, we're going to continue traveling together for the rest of our lives. You know, it really, it really was the, the first time that we went to Europe with each other. Um, we basically went for two and a half months, uh, flew in to Barcelona and had a general idea of where we were going to go, but no, no concrete plans. And we just rode trains, traveled around, ended up in places we didn't think we'd go. And, you know, certain places we definitely missed by accident and had a, had a pretty much crazy time. And, after that two and a half months we we're, we're hooked nice. absolutely yeah hey, that was really our our first excursion into long-term backpacking and traveling and living in hostels and at one point even working in a hostel because we had overshot our budget a little bit <laughs> ended up working with some awesome travelers in budapest hungary um and we kind of just enjoyed all facets of that nomadic lifestyle the, the you know the people that you come in contact with the cultures that you get to experience the awesome beer you get to drink as well as the amazing like cuisines that you get to you know take part in uh it's all so different than what we do day to day here in the united states and uh i think it's it's kind of eye-opening and mind-opening to go and experience different ways of life and we kind of just fell in love with that nice 
Nice, nice. And so we're standing here in the space right now, which is a beautiful facility, nice and air conditioned, easy parking, great beer. Um, but you had to build this out. Let's kind of take, let's step back. How did you guys decide, hey, when did the wheels get set in motion where we're gonna go ahead and let's have our own, our own spot? And uh, what, I'm sure there's a lot of labor behind this. Yeah. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that story. Yeah, so we, uh, we've always had this plan. Um, kind of loosely since we were in our early 20s and, and traveling, but we really got serious about three years ago. And uh, you know, I was, I was brewing at other breweries. He was, he was working in the business world and tech world. And we, we, we just decided that, hey, this, this isn't for us. We, we still want to do this brewery thing. So we wrote the business plan and uh, looked at different, different markets um, in terms of where we're going to do this citywide. Um, and we decided on Austin just because the people here are amazing, the community is great, the craft beer scene is still still blossoming and still evolving and growing and you know it's a growing city as well. And you know, there's more people means uh, you know, more beer drinkers. Um, you probably have something to say about this, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the actual I mean, do you want us to touch on even just the uh, you know, how we built the space out and selected the actual Yeah, for space sure. And and like I guess from a Bryce, you're more on the brewing, brewing side, and then yeah. Dan, you're more on the front side of the house type of deal. Is that right? Sure. Yeah, that's that's kind of how it, it, it worked out. Uh, you know, Bryce has been a production brewer and is a brewer by trade. I mean, that's his passion. That's his focus. And for me, um, you know, I, I honestly just love business. I love the idea of being an entrepreneur for my entire life. Uh, but I, you know, I don't have that practical skill set, that tangible product to sell. Um, and so partnering together was where we finally found that that harmony where he could do what he loved and I get to do what I love. Um, and that was really great, you know, like during, during build out because Bryce is such a qualified, you know, brewer, he was able to not only come up with recipes and devise how these beers were gonna be made, but you know, he was setting up the production equipment. He was sourcing parts from all over the world, uh, scouring forums, piecing together the brew system. And at times we were flying off to, you know, we flew off to Pensacola, Florida and picked up a used cold box and drove it back in a U-Haul. Uh, next, next month we found an old chiller, a glycol chiller that runs the coolant for the production system up in Fort Collins, Colorado. And we were boarding a plane and shooting up there and driving it back in a big truck, you know, and, and we didn't sleep for probably a good 36 hours on that one, but uh, you know, it was just, it's been a blast. It's been really fun. It's been a lot of hard work. And um, on the front end side, you know, I got to kind of exercise some of my own creative passions, which is, you know, construction, building, design. Um, and so I was kind of out front during this whole build out process, <laughs> building our exterior decks, fabricating furniture for the space. Uh, it's, it's just been uh, quite the ride. Nice. Danny, you yeah. want to talk a little bit about the space? Hey, I, your experience here? Yeah, I could echo that. I mean, they they did so much compared to most of the projects I get to build. Um, you know, they were great. And, and we found a GC that got to work with us and really uh, understood that relationship and respected it. So I, I think when, you know, the folks who are listening come in, they get to quiz Dano about what he did here and, uh, you know, what he let Bryce do. And together they, they built some pretty cool stuff. So it was a lot of fun to watch. Nice, nice. And you mentioned you had picked Austin. Could have picked, you know, anywhere. Um, how, you know, how supportive has the Austin community, whether it's the beer community or just the community in general, how supportive have they been throughout you guys getting ramped up? Um, honestly, the, the community has been phenomenal. 
Um, we've had, I mean, from day one, we chronicled our trips and our, our story and our build outs on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, just sharing the fact that, you know, we're not some nameless, faceless organization. We're a couple of guys pursuing a dream. And uh, the, the community support for that, just seeing us, you know, swinging sledgehammers or building things, uh, kind of spurred a lot of followership immediately. Um, you know, we probably had about 2,000 or so people following our story before we even opened our doors. And on day one, when we told people, hey, we're gonna open up and we're gonna start serving beers. Uh, they were here at the ready. We opened the doors and there are people waiting for us to get open. Um, the South Austin community in Austin as a whole, I think is uh, a city that loves and supports its entrepreneurs and people that are doing creative things and adding something to their community. Um, it's been phenomenal. And then past that, the craft beer community, our, our fellow brewers in the city were also just, they blew us away, honestly, with how supportive and cool they were. They came in on our opening day and giving us bottles of their special barrel releases and bottles of champagne. And some of them, some of them even gave us handwritten notes saying, hey, you know, with words of encouragement as another entrepreneur to an entrepreneur starting up a similar venture. Um, and, and that's something that's, I think what makes Austin's beer scene so special is just, you know, we're not here, we're not contentious and, and fighting each other. We're, we're here to kind of support each other and build up Austin's beer scene as a whole. Um, and so that has made Austin just an unbelievable place to own and start a brewery. Nice. And you said you came from desk job, office job in corporate America? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And yeah. what has been the biggest transition? I know um, just had a friend who quit his job to do his, his uh his company full-time so it's really exciting to see that yeah. what was the tipping point for you or did you have like a runway plan where you're like this is the date I'm doing it I, I know a lot of people that's the biggest thing is how do I take the leap how did you do it yeah um, I think we took the leap by being pretty calculated with it um, you know we we worked on this project and wrote the business plan for about a year while we were working in those desk jobs right figuring out all the details what it was going to take to not just start this venture, but how much money I'd personally need to save to make sure I could survive as I was taking on basically zero income and building this thing out. Um, and so the, the big push really was, I think when we, we got our first investor lined up, we had somebody who believed in this project and was willing to throw some of their own money at it and go, hey, I believe in you guys, go for it. At that point, we knew we needed to start looking for real estate, and uh, we immediately jumped into Austin, and we're lucky enough to find Danny in Space Squared, and uh, you know we hit the ground running from there. Um, but yeah, the biggest, uh, I don't know, I guess the, the, the biggest uh, challenge or the thing that was you know really really tough to uh, you know get over was there's no there's no directive, there's no one telling you what needs to be done. You're 100% in control of what has to be done, the, the most critical tasks, and identifying those and making sure that we're you know, focusing our, our time, which was pretty limited, on, on the right things was, was everything. Nice, no, I think that's certainly yeah. good advice. Um, talk a little bit about the partnership um, with having, it's Kimchi John's and Little City Coffee. I think it's really cool the fact that, uh, Unlike most breweries who generally open at noon, you guys are open at 7.30, right? Right. Okay, so this can pretty much be a co-working space. I mean, being here during the afternoon on a, was it Wednesday right now? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people here right now. A lot of people drinking coffee, a lot of people drinking beer. Um, got, you know, just awesome options here. Yeah. Um, 
tell me a little bit about you know the partnership with like I said with the food truck and coffee and how you guys all kind of come together and yeah, help each other out. Absolutely. Um, so so for us the biggest thing was like, we wanted people that were as invested in their concepts as we were. You know, as owner operators who were going to be you know on the line basically either serving beers, pouring beers, making the beer, and being involved in every facet of of our business. We wanted somebody who is you know equally as focused on creating the best experiences they could and had their hands you know on the product as well. And, uh, we searched for a long time for food trucks, and luckily we were able to be introduced to uh, Zach with Kimchi Johns through a mutual friend. Um, and, uh, you know, he's just a phenomenal guy. Immediately after starting talks with him, we began discussing how we could potentially collaborate on different food items, hosting private dinners. He's very receptive to collaborating with us and working with us to not just grow his own business, but to help us grow ours. And, uh, you know, that type of partnership was what we were looking for. You know, we didn't want some interchangeable piece we didn't care about each other you know we, we look at each other and go you know what he's letting people come to our tap room and stay longer and he's providing an awesome service for them and in turn you know we're driving some traffic for him uh you know it's mutually beneficial and it's one of those things that's worked out really well um and uh the fact that he has an international flair and us being a brewery that's inspired by the world uh it just fit perfectly with our own identity so that was an easy pickup uh, and then partnering with Little City, um, it was really just a focus on quality and craftsmanship. Um, I actually got introduced by one of the founders. Um, actually lived in my apartment complex with me, and we ended up becoming friends before I realized that we were going to take on his coffee. Um, but, you know, the same thing. is like we really wanted to partner with as many local businesses as possible, and once we had taken a tour of their facility and seen how close an eye they have on every single different variable of quality from the entire roasting process to keeping detailed logs on time, temperature, and, and all the different quality testing. And then on the flip side, the, you know, the work that they do with the farms that they actually source from, teaching their farmers how to improve the quality of their beans so that they can sell them at a premium in order to make a livable wage. I mean, in terms of values, that's, that's phenomenal, right? They're not exploiting these people. They're doing something to lift them up, right? And mm -hmm. that's, that's really, I think, while we're all in business is hopefully to have some sort of positive impact. So the fact that we're partnered with them, and make a killer product um it's just and the fact that he's a buddy i love working with people that i know so it was an easy choice to go ahead and bring him on nice sounds like uh, yeah. through you all aligned very well absolutely and I, and I can attest i was at wheatsville grabbing breakfast this morning and saw their cold brew uh just on on tap there and had it this morning it's really good so yeah. Um, and y'all do tours uh, from a coffee perspective and from a brewery perspective. Did I see that on Instagram? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's kind of, unique. That's kind of an interesting tour. Yeah, yeah for we, sure. Uh, so we do an up and down tour with them. We host it monthly, and basically, you start over at their facility. You learn all about the different processing techniques and what goes into a really quality bean, and you take part in a roasting with them. Tour their facility, blend your own specially selected. Uh, one pound bag of coffee beans and then once you're all jacked up on caffeine and about to vibrate out of your own skin you come <laughs> on over here eat some kimchi johns yeah have a beer you calm down you know we get to hang out with the people that are on the tour uh, talk about the beers we brew and then we take them in back into our facility and do a really in-depth brewery tour for some of the more craft beer nerds where we actually We'll taste several samples of in-processed beer through all the different fermentation fermentation stages. Uh, you know, we dig into um, you know different hop varietals and kind of the different flavor profiles and the scent profiles that you get from those. 
Um, and so it's a really cool, unique opportunity to get in depth with some people who really, really appreciate craft beverages. Um, and then on the flip side, we don't really do any other organized brewery tours. Basically, if we're slow enough and people come to the bar and they're interested in taking a tour in the back, we're happy to show them what we have going on. It's just one of those fun ways we get to share our story with people on like a one-to-one basis, which is always fun. Nice. And how do you, do you sign up for those online or is it just something when you come in here? Yeah. So the, the up and down tours, uh, typically we host the events and we always have them on our, our Facebook profile and our event schedules and there's basically um, there's uh, Eventbrite where you can purchase tickets to that one um, and then yeah the in uh, you know the informal brewery tours basically come on in grab a beer and we'll show you around nice nice yeah. what is the uh, website and the social media um, uh, angles that they can find you at yeah yeah so we're all over uh, we hit all the major ones Facebook Instagram Twitter uh, most definitely our, our highest presence is on Instagram uh, second and by Twitter um, we do have our own website www.nomadicbeerworks.com um, and then we are on Untapped and Yelp and you know everywhere you'd expect to find a business uh, you know we're pretty easily searchable absolutely google yeah. reviews go on there let them let them know how good their stuff is so danny absolutely. i'm gonna hand over you here my friend cool all right what's next what's the next brew coming up on the tap wall Ooh. so the next brew coming up on the tap wall is uh, kind of a throwback to like 90s ales something that you'd expect to find somewhere in the mountains maybe in uh like Estes Park, Colorado or somewhere. Almost a beer that time has forgotten is like a copper ale, somewhere between a red and an amber, slightly malty. And in general, it's just, if I would call it a style, maybe it's just craft beer. Uh, You know, not too hoppy, not too polarizing, but just an awesome pub ale that's really crushable uh, at any time of year. I think that one's gonna be really fun. Uh, And then one that we recently just brewed, which we're really excited about, but won't be out till winter, is an Imperial Stout. Uh, where I think we're gonna do a salted caramel variant. It's gonna be aged in still whiskey barrels, and that'll be coming out uh, just before kind of the uh, the winter holidays. So that'll be a special barrel release that we'll be doing in the limited batch, which is our first barrel release, which will be really fun as well. Nice. Yeah. When it cools down a little bit. Yeah, when it cools down a little bit. Okay, yeah, excellent. Yeah. Those big double-digit uh, alcohol percentages don't go down too well in the summertime. No, no, not uh, so much. Yeah, <laughs> our next summertime release would be, uh, it's called, uh, I think we're calling it Dolores Beach. Uh, it's an ode to Dolores Park in San Francisco, where it's almost like the beach there. People hang out on this grassy hill. Um, it's just a great kind of summertime vibe place to hang out and almost have a picnic with friends, drink a few beers in the park. Uh, and it's actually like an over-hopped wheat beer with mosaic. Um, it's going to be a really fun crushable summertime day drinking beer kind of one of our last summertime releases before we start dialing it back and getting ready for autumn and those cold season beers nice nice um anything else you got to add here bryce while we're bryce dan excuse me yeah no problem we honestly almost sound <laughs> got two dans too. we got a bryce here i would imagine people on the podcast aren't going to tell exactly know who's talking what so that's fine anyways uh, <laughs> um yeah i think uh I mean, the last thing I guess we didn't really touch on too much is, is kind of our, I guess, our, our philosophy towards towards our beer making and, and why we do what we do and, and kind of what we're all about. You know, um, the reason that we really started this this brewery is we wanted somewhere, a community gather, gathering place where we could kind of experience the same type of camaraderie that we felt when we were backpacking and staying in hostels. You know, when you go to places like that, you sit down with complete strangers and you go, you know, well, what have you seen? Where have you been? Where should we go? And you, you forge these kind of immediate connections with complete strangers, you know, regardless of whether they're 
you know, partial English speakers uh, from a different country, from a different background, doesn't seem to matter, right? And and having a place like that is super important to us. And so, you know, our our beers are kind of the way that we tell our stories. And uh, it's really fun for us to have created a place that's very informal and communal where you can be sitting down next to anybody and strike up a conversation about the beer you're having. And hopefully, you know, we give people something to talk about where, you know, maybe a, a new patron is sitting next to somebody who's had a few of our beers and goes, hey, you got to try this. It's insane, you know. And, uh, you know, we, we hope to spur those types of, of beer conversations, uh, you know. So it's... Uh, one thing. Nice, nice. I may yeah. steal that from you. I think this may have shorted out on us. I'm not sure. So, Mr. Okay. McKinley, anything to add here? No, not at all. Thanks for coming, man. Absolutely. All right. Well, Dan, Danny, Bryce had to go get behind the bar. Um, but I uh, <laughs> want to give a quick shout out to uh, the uh, Juicy Tropical IPA Peak Season. That's the name of it, right? That's yes, my sir. recommendation. That thing's fantastic, but I tried the flight. They're all good. Um, really looking forward to uh, seeing you guys grow and uh, really appreciate you guys taking time out here today. Cool. All right. Thanks, guys. Take care. Thank you.